You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Orange and Blue Blood, hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beard. Let's get to it, New York. And as I said at the top of the show, basketball is back, and the excitement level for this big season is the highest it's been in at least a decade. The team convened Monday for content day, as they call it. Is They don't call it media day like everybody else, which kind of goes into, I guess, you know, the Knicks' feelings about the media. But nonetheless, content day was on Monday. Uh, players and head coach Tom Thibodeau addressed the media for the first time uh, ahead of the start of training camp. The team is heading to Charleston, South Carolina to hold camp uh, at the campus of the Citadel. This is something that the organization has actually used to do every year, starting with Pat Riley in the early 90s, uh, kind of getting a kind of a boot camp feel that they would bring over to uh, at that time the College of Charleston. Here they're doing it at the Citadel. Uh, Tom Thibodeau. He was a part of some of those training camps uh, in Charleston when he was on Jeff Van Gundy's staff. Uh, Thibodeau said the message uh, heading into camp is that last year is over. And despite all the success that the team uh, had last season, they need to continue to establish the right habits in order to have an even bigger season. Here's Tom Thibodeau on how they're going to do that. The big thing for us is the continuity of the team, but also adding Dante uh, and then having the understanding that uh, last year has nothing to do with this year. And so we have to start all over again. We have to build a base. We have to get a baseline. Uh, we have to put the work into each and every day. Uh, and we have to do this together. We, you know, we can't do this individually. It has to be done as a team. Tom said, let him be known again last year had nothing to do with this year. And that is all about uh, basically kind of building a base and moving forward. So one of the big questions this season is what will happen with uh, the man that Dexter just uh, re- recently mentioned there, a disgruntled shooting guard, Evan Fournier, who said this offseason that he had a, quote, hatred for the team after uh, being taken out of the rotation and, and playing very little time uh, last season as the Knicks moved on with Quentin Grimes in the starting lineup. Now, Tibbs says that he's expecting to stay with the same starting lineup to start this season, which means that Quentin Grimes will remain the starting shooting guard. And he addressed uh, Fournier's uh, displeasure with the situation. I have great respect for him. And, uh, you know, you come into the season, uh, I didn't go into the season thinking we were going to do the things that we ended up doing. We did it because we weren't having success one way. So we adjusted. And then the next group that went in, like it's hard to argue with 37 and 22 and a plus five net rating. So it is what it is. Might be the, the sauciest I've ever heard, uh, to, to be honest. A little spicy there with the, hey, can't argue with the record. Can't argue with a plus five rating. I even give you some analytics uh, for Evan Fournier. He wants to keep complaining about why he's not getting time. But uh, but Tibbs there making me known that he's going to stay with the same starting lineup. So one of the big research, uh, keys to the resurgence for the Knicks last season was the play of star guard Jalen Brunson. 
He became a franchise defense maker in his first season in New York. When asked about how the team improved from last season uh, to this season, this is what he said. He talked about the team's effort. I have great respect for him. We have a bunch of guys who just uh, love to work on their game, have great work ethic, um, all that stuff. You have guys we have to kick out of the gym. Now that's not a it's not a problem for for guys to like work on their game. So I think that's a plus for us. And um, I think we all come back better. We all come back wiser. We understand the task at hand, what we need to do, and um, that's just getting better every single day. And um, this is a great group. This is a great group. So the Knicks are going to need to stay in the gym if they're going to compete with the uh, the East elite teams. As we mentioned before, Celtics, Bucks made massive moves this week to upgrade their rosters. Milwaukee shocked the league by adding Damian Lillard. Uh, Drew Holiday was shipped out in that Dame trade, and then he was sent to Boston, uh, adding to the level of talent at the top of the East. Um, so now Boston has a new point guard in Drew Holiday. The Bucs have a superstar point guard in Damian Lillard. So things not getting easier for the Knicks in the East. If the Knicks are going to take a step up, Dexter, what do you think is going to have to happen for them to do that? I think if they're going to have to take a step up, I think one of the things you're going to have to see better is them shoot the ball better from the outside more consistently. Um, one of the reasons the Knicks ended up finishing third um, in offensive rating last year, and their offense improved when they struggled in the beginning of the season was because of their offensive rebounding rate, right? Yeah. Which still means they're missing a lot of shots from yeah. the outside. <laughs> so you want to see them hit more shots. I think I think it's great when you can have guys and they have good rebounding guards in Dante DiVincenzo, who's a good rebounding guard. You also have Josh Hart, who's also able to rebound very well for his size. I think that helps, but you want to see guys knock the three down more and put pressure on teams offensively when someone like a Jalen Brunson gets into the paint and kicks out, when Julius Randle, who can attract attention as well, too, kicks out, you want to see guys knock down the shots. And we're talking about guys, you know, we got to talk about who we're talking about. We're talking about R.J. Barrett's got to be better and more mm. consistent from the outside. Only 31% last year. He's got to be better there. We know what Grimes can do. He can hit hit it well at a, at a good clip. But I think R.J. is really the key in that starting lineup. If he can knock down his open looks, become more efficient with his shots and finish around the rim, that's going to open up that offense. So I think it's really, for me, I think taking the next level is just them becoming a better offensive team, a little bit more fluid, not so ISO heavy. That's something I'd like to see a little bit. I know their best players are really good with the ball in their hands in Randall and Brunson, but I want to see the ball move around a little bit more. And look, you got some more shooting with DiVincenzo. I think quickly shoots better than he did in the playoffs last year. You know, they should be a team that shoots a lot better than what we saw last year, but I think some key guys have to knock down some shots. So one for me, it's Barrett shooting at a better rate. And also, I'm going to add Josh Hart into that, too. He's got to actually take more shots and not hesitate when he has to open three. I want to see him let it fly a little bit more and live live with those attempts, even if he misses. Yeah, Hart, uh, during the regular season stint when he was here, was phenomenal from three, even though he didn't shoot at a high uh, you know quantity. He was shooting, I think, 50% from three-point range. Yeah. So uh, you that's the kind of guy. Now, look, he's going to get open looks. Teams are going to want him to get open look when you're playing in the NBA, it's about basically you're going to have to live with something. You know, you can't take away everything from every team because the players are too good. So when you're playing against the Knicks, you're going to have to take away Brunson. You're trying to take away Randall. Those are your first two things. You're probably trying to take RJ's abilities to drive. So that means that some things you're going to have to give up. And I think one of the things that they were willing to give, give up were RJ threes, Jalen, uh, uh, Josh Hart open looks. You're totally right about that. Um, last year at the time it was Obi top in open looks. 
Uh, now that'll be Dante DiVincenzo. So that should uh, help the Knicks in that regard in terms of shooting. But I think it's a good point. I think that that's probably the one thing we look at this Knicks team outside of big star power where you say, okay, what is it that the best teams in the NBA do that the Knicks don't do that great? You would probably say it's three-point shooting. It, it's, it's They're not these, you know, lasers from all around the, the, the court. You know, they have guys who can shoot. Randall shoots uh, a really good percentage for a guy who shoots his main threes as he did last year quickly. I feel like can still shoot the ball better from three. I mean, he came into uh, the NBA with a reputation as a knockdown shooter, and he's been a little bit of a, a streaky shooter since he's been in the NBA. I don't see why quickly can't be a guy that's a consistent 38, 39% shooter from three. You mentioned Deep Vincenzo. Um, he's going to be an interesting guy to follow as well because I, I never looked at him as a player and said, well, he's a shooter. Um, he's had kind of up and down, you know, shooting numbers throughout his career. Last year was the best he's ever yeah. shot playing in golden state now i think you talk about teams living with certain shots when you play against the golden state warriors all the guys they got i think you're gonna live with dante DiVincenzo looks then you're gonna <laughs> instead of you know steph or clay some of those other guys so um so DiVincenzo, regardless of the quality was less he's gonna have to shoot continuing at a high clip so i do think that's a good point that uh shooting is gonna be a must for this team and, and then quinn grimes just I, I feel like in many ways the ceiling for this team I feel like in some ways kind of rides on him. Cause I think realistically huh. we can all, we can expect Brunson to play close to what he did. I think yep. we can expect Randall for the most part though. I know he could be a little bit of wild card in the regular season to play the way he did last season or somewhere around there. And I think sometimes we have question marks where RJ is, but like the last two or three years, he's kind of been the same guy ish. So let's just say RJ does what he's done. Grimes seems to be the player to me that I think if the Knicks are going to take a step up, He's got to become a 15-point scorer. He's got to be the guy that's the, the real knockdown shooter because he's another guy that came into the league with a reputation as a shooter. And in some ways, like, the numbers look good, but then there were times where it just seemed like he couldn't make a shot. Uh, I would like to see him uh, be that guy who, who becomes that real threat from three because if he can space the floor, that opens up so many other things for everybody in the starting lineup. It's funny you mention him because I do think he's key. And I, I did a uh, I did an interview that will come out today. Me and Ian Begley were talking about it. And I asked Ian Begley, we're talking about different players and keys. And I asked him about Grimes. And once we heard that Grimes will be back in this starting lineup as two guard, you mentioned there, EJ. I think I asked him, well, do, do you think he can take the make a leap? And I think the leap that you're asking, the numbers you put there, about a 15-point-per-game scorer, efficient shooting. We know he shot around 39 38%. From the three, he did have a cold spell last year. I think it was right after the All Star break yeah. where he went to a bit of a slump. Yeah, you know, slumps happen. You know, it's gonna it's it's gonna happen. But I think Grimes is a, is a good shooter. Uh, he's a fantastic on ball defender. Now you want to see is can he? How does he get those fifteen points? I think that's the thing. It's how does he get these open shots in the offense? Does the offense evolve a little bit more? Which is something I think a lot of Knicks fans have wanted to see from Tom Thibodeau in terms of different sets and different formations yeah. and you know doing that. Um, is he allowed to handle the ball a little bit more, uh, EJ? Is he going to be able to create some? We saw some of this a couple of years ago in Summer League. I don't get crazy about Summer League, but I think that's – are we seeing Grimes' game evolve? I agree with what you're saying there. A lot of people are going to say, does RJ take that next step? And I'm not saying that doesn't matter because it does. But I'm with you in that if Grimes takes the next step in his game and develops even more because of his shooting upside and how important shooting is to this team – I think that can be key. If he starts learning how to pick his spots and when to attack the rim, when to create off the dribble, yeah. when to, you know, I think that's 
going to be key. And I hope that the Knicks, I think Knicks fans are going to hope for this, is that is the team going to utilize that with him and allow him to develop not just in practice, but see a little bit in games as the season goes on. So I think that's a great point by you about Grimes. I think he's one of the key players for the Knicks this season. Yeah, in some ways, and I, you know, I, I mean, I love almost everybody on the team. I love the Knicks, obviously, but I love RJ, and I defended <laughs> RJ a bunch. But in some ways, a leap, a, a leap from Grimes, I think makes his teammates better. I don't know if a leap from RJ makes his teammates better. Now, the Knicks overall, I think, would be a better team, but mm-hmm. because of what RJ does, which is him getting downhill, slashing, I mean, the Knicks are score more points. They're going to get more to the free throw line, so it makes the team better. But I think with Grimes, because he's a floor spacer, if he right. takes a step up, and that means teams got to uh, take more attention onto him, and that creates driving lanes for other people. So that's why when I think about, oh, who has to take that next step up? I mean, I'll take anybody, trust me. And I would love it for RJ just for my own, just me rooting for him as a, as a young man who I think has come here and had you know the right attitude and has really you know showed a lot of toughness through a lot of adversity. Uh, if Grimes does that, I really think that actually helps everybody else on the roster because a lot of these guys are slashers. A lot of these guys, guys like to get downhill and because they don't have a lot of lasers. It's going to help those guys get uh, easier looks. So I think Grimes is going to be an important player. I think you're right. I think, you know, I, this is a comp a friend of mine gave me last year. Uh, shout out to my boy, Anthony. He was saying that I wonder if you can take the kind of jump that we've seen with Desmond Bain on the Grizzlies. Right. And I think mm-hmm. that kind of trajectory is kind of interesting when you look at him. Can a guy who can shoot the ball well. I mean, Grimes is a better defender than him. But yeah. can he do that? You see in a team, the Grizzlies, they're not a great shooting team. But what he's been able to do with his shot and then creating a little bit off the dribble, that opened up a lot for that team offensively last year. So I think your point about Grimes as well. And Grimes has the skill set to do it, man. I think he's yeah. got the skill set to do it. So we'll see. The Knicks have a lot of hard workers and their young players. The organization says that. I think guys that like quickly and Grimes, they spend a lot of time in the gym. So, do, so does RJ. Um, we'll see. You know, At some point, you can talk all you want. You can say about what's going on in practice. You got to put together in the games, right? EJ, you got to get it done in the games. That's all that matters. Absolutely. And I think with the Bain comp, that's interesting as well. Bain, underrated passer, an excellent passer. Grimes, also very underrated passer, which is why I agree with the folks that say Tibbs needs to find a way to get him the ball more. Because, again, he has an opportunity to make his teammate. We saw him make some beautiful passes to Mitchell Robinson on some easy dunks. So we'd like to see that more this season. Now, on staying kind of somewhat on that same Grimes front, Tibbs, as I mentioned earlier, talking about uh, Fournier again. I think spiciest. Yeah. I think I've heard Tibbs talk about a player on his team <laughs> um, when asked about you know you know Fournier's frustration, basically saying, "Look at our record," and <laughs> that was his answer. It is what it is. So, do you agree with Tibbs' stance essentially that you know Fournier is basically going to have to sit as long as we keep playing well? Yeah, I mean, I, when he made the move, was I thought it was the right move then for the team. Mm-hmm. Um, we know Tibbs is a defense first guy. Grimes is a much better defender. Fournier, it doesn't mean that I don't think Fournier can still play in this league. Like, I feel bad for Fournier in that regard because he still could play in this league and still could be valuable to a team. He's just not valuable to the Knicks right now, and other than his contract being an expiring contract. He's not that valuable to the Knicks. So, I yeah, I was a little surprised when I was sitting there in a press conference. I was like, oh, Tibbs, Tibbs came here. He was like, I'm going to hit y'all with the facts. I was yeah, the fact that know, he had the record and the plus. He, he was ready. The net he rating ready. in his yeah. head. Told you that he wanted to get this out. And I think that what Fournier was saying mm-hmm. about him this offseason, I think rubbed him the wrong way, which is why he was ready with this. I think it did. And I, what, what was interesting to me is 
you know, and it, it wasn't followed up and nobody asked. I think it was Stefan Bondi who actually asked him the question about Fournier. But nobody nobody asked, I think, a little bit about, you know, Fournier had said that you guys didn't have a relationship. Basically, it said that before the FIBA World Cup. And then what was it, just last week, I believe, he was on that radio station in France and said that, you know, like he's being held hostage by the Knicks. And it's like, for, here's the thing. First of all, I'll tell you what, I, I would love to be held hostage for $18.9 million. million. To never yeah, have to step it. on the court. I would love yeah. it. Yeah, hold, hold me hostage. Okay, and I don't want to make fun of him in that way because he yeah. loves to play basketball and people yes. want to do what they love. And I have a respect for people doing what they love, um, as we are blessed to do. But for $18.9 yeah. million, that's what the money's for, Fournier. That's that's what the <laughs> money's for. Uh, but I understand he wants to play. I don't know the truth about whether or not does he have a relationship with Tibbs? Does Tibbs stop talking to him? I find that hard to believe. Now, one of the things I think you got to take about what Tibbs said, and I, I don't think that was in the clip you said, but he also said, look, you got to do what you got to do. You got to show up yes. to work. And be a, he pretty much said, be a professional. That's yes, pretty much what he said there. Be a professional and show up to work. And, I mean, he's not wrong about that. And stay ready. That was something he also said. Stay ready. If there, when there was there were some opportunities where Fournier did play with some injuries down the stretch, we saw that, and he did stay ready, and he came, and he came in. You never know, Fournier. You might have to be used. You can shoot the ball. We know defense is not a strong suit of his, but I don't blame Tibbs for what he said because it's like you got to go with the guys that you think you can win with. We all hear this all the time in sports, right, EJ? We're going to go with the guys and give us the best chance to win. All right. Well, he's doing that, and he hit you with facts <laughs> with that plus five rating, and you're right. He had that and was ready with it. So I don't I don't fault Tibbs for that. You're right. It's as spicy as we'd ever ever heard him talk about a player on his own team. Think about it. even with Cam Reddish, he didn't get that spicy about I stuff. Know. He kind of was like, oh, we're gonna let this play out and do this. So that tells you Tibbs was probably a little bit annoyed at the stuff he heard from Fournier in the offseason. And he's like, look, show up and be a professional, and the rest will take care of itself. I think the Knicks will move off of him in some way before the trade deadline. I don't know how and what trade that'll be in, but it's a very valuable asset for the Knicks. And uh they played it the right way. It's fine. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Yeah, I think that, I think with Fournier, I think he's going to be on the team until there's a trade for a star player that they can attach him to, or at least a different, a big difference maker. And if that trade doesn't, uh, for, you know, materialize, then Evan Fournier will be bought out as soon as the trade deadline's over. And he'll be one of the first guys you'll hear about that reaches a buyout agreement with the Knicks. And that will be the end of his time here. And, and I, I do agree with your point. Like, I think Evan, I think Evan is like a hooper at heart. Like, I think he does love basketball. I think he does yeah. love playing. So, like, I, I, it probably pains him to not be out there, given he came here thinking he was going to be a big difference maker. But as Tib noted, look, like, at the end of the day, the team has not been successful with him playing a lot of minutes. I mean, we've now saw a full season with him as a starting shooting guard where he broke the record for most Knicks threes. And it was my, one of the, one of the most disappointing Knicks seasons I've ever watched. And that's saying a lot because I've watched a lot of crap over the last 20 years. And him starting a shooting guard that season that I watched with him as a starter was one of the most disappointing. And then the start of the last season where he couldn't guard a chair. And, you know, I, I mentioned it on Twitter today. Like, 
like it's kind of crazy to to come into this uh, you know training camp and this content day and hear no Tibbs nonsense. But I think given that Grimes proved what he did and the team and played the way they did and they they won, um, it gave Tibbs no reason to doubt that he should stick with Grimes as a starter. And there was no you know talk about Evan Fournier needing him to start. I remember last year how crazy he sounded thinking that they needed to still start Evan Fournier during uh, media day last year. And now that Obi Top is not on the team, so he doesn't have to gaslight us with reasons why he can't play Obi Top anymore. Like today, Thibodeau sounded like a really kind of a sane coach. Like I, I was like, I can't believe I went to a whole Tibbs press conference and didn't have any issues, but it was hard to really argue with anything he was saying. And I think in some yeah. ways, the two of the, the two most toxic things about his tenure as a Nick coach have kind of been handled. You know, one by one guy's play, another guy, another by another guy potentially being jettisoned out of here. Yeah, you know what he sounded like today? He sounded like a coach who knows his team. And that's where that continuity right. stuff that kept coming up at content day, uh, you know, from all the players and coach tips. It's a guy who knows his team. People know their roles. He knows what it's supposed to be. He knows the identity of his team. Um, to your point, I think Tibbs has probably not got enough credit for making that change or the organization. I think it's some I think there's something to be said when you realize what a sunk cost is. A sunk cost is a sunk cost. And hey, we're gonna move on from this and we're gonna do what's in the best interest of the team. So Tibbs has made change. Everybody said Tibbs was stubborn. Oh, you won't make these changes, you won't do this, blah, blah, blah. Well, he put Grimes in this, he put Grimes, who he said had to earn the starting job last year on content day. He said that on content yep. day. He would see and he had to earn it. Grimes did play pretty well in the preseason. Then he got hurt and he did, and then he got back into the starting lineup. Tibbs even had put Cam Reddish to start for a little bit of time. So he's shown some flexibility, but I think now he knows what the identity of this team is. I think the guys know what they expect uh, from the, themselves, from Coach Tibbs. And I, it just sounds to me like somebody who knows what the team is. There's really, you know, there really isn't a player now on this team right now. Things can change with Knicks fans. I know this. But there really isn't a player on this team that somebody can say, oh, this person should get minutes over this person. I think maybe watch a little bit about the IQ Dante minutes. That'll yes. be interesting to see how that goes. But, you know, we'll see. I think this team knows their role, their rotation. Nobody talked about minutes. Dante even got asked about that today. Everybody's like, look, that all stuff will all take care of itself. Nobody's really worried about it. And I, I don't think it was lip service. I think the guys believe that. I think they're they're bought into what they're trying to do. And this seems like a very good unit, very good group that we see, we're seeing right now. I mean, I was even surprised by RJ even folding out that if he was asked to come off the bench for someone like Josh Hart, that he'd be willing. This is what he said. If that were to be the case, you know, comfortable, you know, very comfortable in that in that role. Uh, so was Josh, of course. So just I think whatever you kind of need to do to win is, is what we'll do. Whatever the game you know tells us to do. So that's uh, what I have to do, man. You know, I'll, I'll do it uh, very willingly and, and glad. Everybody has an awful one, 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 one,